Namaste, this is Maya Tiwari with yet another episode of my podcast, Women's Power to Heal Mother Earth. In this session, we will be talking about the food revolution in America, the betrayal of Mother Earth. We live in the 21st century of the Anno Domini era or Common Era, according to the Gregorian calendar. It began January 2001 and will end in December 31st in the year 2100. It is the first century of the third millennia. It is an important time in the juncture of our universal life. In the past 111 years, Notwithstanding the impact of war and genocide, diseases and famine, the global population had soared to 7 billion people. By 2050, it is predicted that we will be home to about 10 billion people. The 21st century can be seen as the time of phantom food shortages and the push for food security throughout the world. Whilst in the past 50 years, more than 130 million people died from famine, malnutrition, some of the areas of the world's hardest hit were in Africa, in Yemen, China, North Korea, Cambodia, Soviet Union. Today, as it stands, 90 million people are currently living in a state of crisis from food shortages, food insecurity, and there is really yet no solution in sight, at least no solution that does not perish the good earth. Over time, famines have become increasingly a scientifically made phenomenon. It becomes very clear that this is both an industrial, commercial, political and engineering issue. The phantom of massive food shortages have been with us for most of the last 50 years. And as I said earlier, almost 130 million people were left dead from the famines of the 20th century. In the aftermath of World War II, the food catastrophes came to the fore and the birth of the Green Revolution occurred. This was, in fact, the birth of the food science. This movement, which took hold across the developing worlds from the, in the 50s and 60s, whilst first it appeared to bolster agricultural productivity, its effectiveness was short-lived due to the many myopic factors involved in the industrialization of the earth and the farming methods used, which were completely unsustainable. The introduction of 
pesticides and fertilizers, for instance. But the food revolution, the industrialization of food, which came with the birth of the food science, continued to worsen. It continued to have an impact that would have long enduring impact and influence on the adverse nature of our planet and our Earth. All of these changes that have been occurring in the last 50 years have transformed the way that we use food. It is the first time in history that food, in food, that the masses didn't come to eat from the land, but from the factory. The rise of fast food, supermarkets, industrialized food, packaged foods, processed foods, became a norm in our lives. And it saw the end of the golden age of agriculture, which had brought bounty across the fields of the United States to both producers, farmers, and the people who consumed the food. This golden age of agriculture ended as World War I began. Wars have had a great deal of impact on the health of our earth and the healing practices of farming. Rather than planting stable crops made, which made their way to the urban centers and areas and cities, it became easier to purchase these products. And then came the birth of the Green Revolution, which supposedly was to help us feed the world's poor and starving population. The Green Revolution was the beginning of our loss of connection with the meaning of Mother Earth and her cycles and seasons and her glorious cadences. Before World War I, the American society was committed to creating a full framework, a full genre of development in which that which uh, benefited millions of people and thousands of communities. Farmers were proud of the land and the way that they worked the land and with their hard and arduous toiling produced food that was natural. In 1908, President Roosevelt established a Country Life Commission to study the challenges to farmers and the difficulty in women maintaining the farm and their family at the same time. Between 1900 and 1920, dozens of groundbreaking bills were passed in this country. They were passed in Congress and they were related to assisting farmers, ranchers and rural communities to not only survive but to begin to thrive. California Fruit Grower Exchange began in, in those years as well. Even as late as the 1930s, federal law relating to transportation farm-to-market transportation via trains 
occurred. Everyone was connected in the nation directly by family or through friends to a farm, to a local farm. The culture had begun to invest in salubrious, wholesome agricultural practices. Now, 50 years later, as a nation, we are focused on agriculture that has become, well, toxic. Food became a commodity. This was the start of an odyssey of betrayal of the good earth and the denigration of our human initiative to become more sentient beings, to help the land, the forest, the animals, the air, the water. The commercial food movement in the past 50 years have been an apocalyptic genre of unwholesome targeting of Mother Earth and our hearth, meaning within our homes as well. We can list the many grievances that have befell Mother Earth, but on top of the list are the toxic chemicals in our food source, the pollution of our water and air through military gases after war, post-war, continued way beyond post-wars, chemtrails and the like. We're looking at genetically modified organisms and engineered foods that have absolutely nothing to do with the cadence, the seasonal cadence, the rhythm, the rhythm, the five elements, or anything that relates to Mother Earth and her own universal process, so much of which science is yet to understand and probably never will. Cellular agriculture, cell-based meats uh, made by in vitro uh, cells processed and packaged foods. Of course, not to mention the risk that all along farmers have been enduring during this incredible time and phase of food becoming a commodity when they have to withstand the chemicals and the poisonings uh, in their fields, when they have to look at the heartless practice of the Green Revolution where we're monocropping and where we're destroying the earth's, the very essence of Mother Earth. These are realities, these are not trumped up New Age movement. Uh, ideology. When we are looking at a large increase of crop production in developing countries aided by fertilizers, pesticides, and high yield varieties, we are also looking at monocropping that kill the earth, usurp the earth's water, leave barren lands as in Africa and in many third world countries from animal farming as well. It's more like the solvent green revolution than the green revolution. You see, unless and until we understand the nature of Mother Earth, her cadences, her seasons, her cycles, and everything that goes into the production of the tissue of her food, which as we know in my talks in Wiser Ayurveda, 
the tissue of the food that is synchronized to the tissue of the human body and all of the animal bodies that, that are plant-eating animals as well. Until we understand those transformations, we'll never be able to just grow monocrop food without seasons, without the elements, whatever. It, we did have an abundance of food when the Green Revolution started, but it was a veneer, it was a veil, it was a, a scepter uh, of a veil uh, that bowed so many difficult things in our future. It bowed the illnesses that came to farmers and to society as a, as a whole. We've had so many deaths by farmers just from pesticides alone. But getting back to this, it was short-lived. There was no food security that came from the Green Revolution. In India alone, we saw the devastation in Punjab of the devastation of incredible, rich, fertile, uh, mellifluous lands that became arid, desert, and barren lands after the Green Revolution had its, had its, uh, its work done there. Uh, we see the same in so many of the third world countries. Uh, so that basically we understand that whatever success we claim that the Green Revolution had, it was definitely short-lived. But we upped our ante from there and we went on to genetically modifying organisms into food without understanding that there is a cadence, there is a synchronicity, there is a memory cohesive factor in the food that we cannot replicate no matter how much we engineer. And in fact, engineering it only caused the transmutation of our food memory or cellular memory within the food, which then creates this huge havoc of disease, this mammoth, inexplicable set of diseases that we have been facing as well in the 21st century. The rise of disease in our time, immeasurable number of diseases born from the travails of Mother Earth, whom we have gutted, demoralized, spliced, fractured, poisoned, contaminated, thwarted, dredged, scientifically explored, can we say, and uh, condemned to a fate that we are living with today. As the 21st century began, new agents of diseases began to, to emerge. These infectious type diseases like COVID-19 are diseases that I believe came from the direct transmutation of the food through bioengineering, through chemicals, through pesticides that has changed the very language within the food, the very memory within the cell which then affects the cellular memory within the tissue of the humans and plant-eating animals and the species on the planet, not to mention what it does to the intrinsic network of organisms within Mother Earth herself. So we're looking at a, a catastrophic set of development that has happened and has been happening, especially in the last 50 years, to our food source. 
And it is time that we pull in the reins and begin to look at ways we can modify our own behavior by reclaiming Mother Earth, by reclaiming our community farming, by reclaiming everything that is organic and natural within the cadence of Mother Earth and studying the nature and the knowledge that many ancient traditions like the Vedic tradition still has to give to us. We do need to bring back the natural relationship that we have to the good earth and the natural relationship that America once enjoyed with its with its land, with the farming community. Everyone had it. Uh, before World War I, everyone had access. Well, most people had access to a friend who had a farm or a farm with a friend or at a family ranch or some such thing where food was grown. And we have to bring back that time. It is, there is no way around it. We have to begin to preserve heritage seeds again and bring back the organic seed. Seeds should not be owned by corporations. Food has never been a commodity. You have had 50 years to prove that for us. It is, did not work out. We did change. The society did become affluent and we did lose touch with Mother Nature. But now the simple solution is to get back to Mother Earth, to respect her to respect her ways, to respect the very essence of the human person, the right to Mother Nature's food, to Anam, Anam Aushadamasti, food is medicine. As Michael Demock from Roots of Change said, a beautiful line actually, the largest and richest farmers today feed the poorest, and the smallest and poorest farmers feed the richest. We, we, we are in a, in, a, in a cycle, in a spectre of, of, of malaise caused by myopic engineering, myopic sciences, led by profiteering, of course. So it is never too late to come back to Mother Earth, but this is a call. I see COVID-19 as a call to the whole planet, to our world, to every woman, child, man, to come back to Mother Earth and to reclaim her wholesome ways and to speak out against the unnatural toxic gases, fumes, chemicals, pollutants, genetically modified organisms using cellular agriculture to produce uh, whatever they're producing, to process and package our foods to the extent that we have to make food an elitist movement, like I would not call them because their intentions seem to be good, but the outlay of it is simply that we cannot have food that is costing a fortune and that is being pulverized and packaged and continue to be packaged and, and uh, um, without any regard for our heritage seeds and our organic seeds as well. Uh, food for one must be food for all. 
we are going to we would never need something like food security for the globe if we had had our food sentiency in the first place and so we need to reclaim sentiency the human ability to be able to protect and safeguard and nurture and nourish mother earth so that we can receive her nourishment again look the suicide rates of farmers today is higher than the Great Depression. U.S. farmer suicide crisis echoes a much larger farmer suicide that is happening globally. An Australian farmer dies every three days. In the U.K., a farmer dies every week, takes their own life, that is. In France, every two days. In India, more than 300,000 farmers have died by suicide since 1995. Something is wrong. Is it Mother Earth that's, uh, that's, uh, no. It is the unspeakable violence that has happened in our food source and the resultant emotional, psychic, and spiritual relationship that farmers have to bear with this deeper disease than any pandemic we could possibly see and that is the disease of of a poisoned food source of poisoning mother earth for more than 50 years and i will get into our next talk um, which will follow up this one on the way that we still continue to use the the quality of reductionism that is created by these myopic sciences and engineerings uh, today uh, that extract uh, so many elements as we fragmentize and dissect food and plunk out what we feel are, are superfoods and then replunk it somewhere else into remedies and whatever. It is a new age movement, it is the holistic movement, it is barreling in a fortune as well, but I must tell you that uh, there bears a, a problem with this as well because we are still looking to extract and fragmentize and reduce and transmute and transform without understanding the very, very cyclical, rhythmic, salubrious nature of our Great Mother. And so I will talk about that in another episode. Um, it is then with a great deal of love and humility that we must get back on our knees to Mother Earth and let us begin again, those of us who live in rural areas, to start our own little home farm and work with our community and have community gardens and in the urban areas strike up friendship with those who are living in rural communities not too far away where your food can be delivered, uh, that is your your vegetables and fruits and Grains, etc., can be delivered the way that we, uh, in cooperative style, the way that we must go back to Mother Earth. And that is one of the greatest sadhanas that we can do uh, today. And this time that has uh, put us all in a state of seclusion, or I should say contemplation, is a time that uh, 
first and foremost, we have to organize and reorganize our relationship to the Great Mother Earth. I thank you for listening to yet another episode of my podcast. And peace, peace, peace be your journey. Om. Oh.